What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some breaking news that occurred around noon today. Uh, Sean Desai, safety's coach of the Chicago Bears, is now the defensive coordinator taking over for Chuck Pagano after retiring, um, who took over for Vic Fangio after leaving. This is this is weird news. This is something I didn't anticipate. This is something I thought, you know, I didn't even think of. I did not know who Sean Desai really was. Um, of course, I knew of him. I knew that, you know, you obviously see him on the sideline every game. Um, but I just didn't think of him as being a candidate for this position just because, you know, you really it, it was an, an it was an in-house decision, basically. Um, you know, you don't usually get a lot of that. I think it's something great for the organization to, you know, do an in-house and help somebody um, stride for greatness. Someone help get their foot in the door the same way the Cubs did with David Ross after he retired. Um, but this is a little different because he, from what I know, he's been on the team since 2013. Um, everyone's saying, oh, well, he worked under Vic Fangio for years, so it's going to work out. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be amazing. He's going to be just as good as Vic. Not necessarily. I want to cut that off right from the jump. Let's not do this comparison to expect him to be as good as um, Vic, Vic Fangio was for the Chicago Bears defense, um, simply because we're seeing that with Matt Nagy right now. You saw that with Matt Patricia as well for the Detroit Lions. When when you throw somebody's name out there and say just because, you know, um, they were mentored by this guy, they should be like them or just as better. That's not always the case. Matt Nagy was under Andy Reid for so many years. Matt Patricia was under Bill Belichick for so many years. And, and honestly, it, their games are not similar at all. It's really not. Like, they may have learned a lot. They may have, you know, been able to better themselves and better their knowledge and understanding football. But they still take their own spin on it. They still have their own ideas. They're not going to let that manipulate um, who they are and who they are as people. They may have learned from them. They may have no. They may know things and may they do certain things because of that. Um, but they are by no means as good as them. It's it's just it's just the facts. And and we have to we have to recognize that. We have to recognize that this might have not have been the greatest signing. I just made the made the case for Mike uh, Mike Singletary the other day. I truly did believe you know he was a head coach as the 49ers. Um, and, and, and he's an amazing defensive coordinator. And I think he understands what it means to be a Chicago Bear defensive player and what it means to represent a defensive team because of the 85 Bears, because of how solid he was. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best linebackers of all time. Um, I truly do think that would have been something to look forward to, especially if you're going to fire Matt Nagy at the end of the year. You need a new head coach. Who better to bring back into that realm than a previous head coach? He didn't do amazing, but I mean, if you give him the right offensive coordinator with that defense, I mean, I think it'd be solid, especially if you maintain guys like Hicks, Fuller, Roquan Smith. I mean, it'll be fine, but, you know, that's it's over now. Obviously, you know, those interview rumors were false. I do apologize for that, but, you know, I take what I can get. I, I have to roll with it, whatever happens every single day. Um, everything's new. Everything's expected. It's the off season. We're going to hear a lot of this. Um but I really just don't know what to make of this. I mean, Sean is probably going to be an amazing, amazing um, asset to not only the Chicago Bears, but to this defense. I mean, it's going to be something really interesting to see moving forward. You know, but here's my issue with it. And, you know, it might work out. It might work out. So I'm not going to say anything too crazy right now. Um, I'm not going to go say this was a horrible signing. We needed to fire Nagy and grab Robert Saleh, defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, and make him our head coach. He's now on the Jets, a little too late. We're not going to ponder that. We're not going to you know, acknowledge that because it's the past. We have to keep moving forward. Um, my issue and my only thought process is he's brand new at being a defensive coordinator, like full-time. 
he's in charge. And my big thing with that is I'm really curious to see with such an older and experienced defense, will the new guy have issues? You know what I mean? Like there is no room for error right now. These guys are aging. These guys aren't as quick as they used to be. Um, they need experience. They, that's why I thought bringing back Lovey Smith, uh, bringing back or bringing in Mike Singletary, Robert Saleh, or, or something along those lines would be something really interesting to consider um, because of their experience, because of their age. But, you know, I mean, Sean is, you know, very experienced, I believe. Um, but it's just we're just going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see. And, and especially with how him and Nagy communicate, I'm really going to I really do hope um, he doesn't let Nagy roll all over him. I really do hope he doesn't because, I mean, what Nagy did with blaming Chuck Pagano and blaming the defense last year, that, that, that shit can't slide again. It really, really can't. It's going to be... It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that, what happens with Matt Nagy going into 2021. Um, I believe, you know, my, my, uh, my mentor, uh, Ben Needage, made an amazing point that, you know, they're all going to get fired most likely at the end of the year anyways. So this in-house decision was basically a way of keeping Matt Nagy's job and, and trying, of Ryan Pace trying to support his, his boys and support his people. Um, which oddly enough, the one person who he should be supporting right now is Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and it seems like we're just going to let him walk. I mean, I don't know, but it's just the way it's looking, the way I'm looking at it. I think Mitchell Trubisky's days in Chicago are over. I think, you know, we're going to be at the end of the day, we're just going to have two idiots in the front three, actually, if you count, uh, the front office, but Ted Phillips, but you know, you have three idiots right there. We all thought Ted Phillips was going to retire. It turned out to be Chuck Pagano. Um, I, I really, I love this team. I, I'll bleed uh, blue and orange all my life for football. But I'm going to keep it honest with you. It's hard. It's really hard when, you know, you have guys out there like Eric Bieniemy and, and Robert Saleh and then so many other choices. Even Lovey Smith, to an extent, I would have thought, all right, whatever, let's do it. Um, the, you saw the Jags make an amazing signing. You saw, you know, there's just a lot of things going on right now. Um coaching wise the draft capital everything you know Deshaun Watson being available and it looks like we're probably not going to do anything about it um I'd be shocked if we really did I really would just because Ryan Pace is just probably so he's walking on eggshells right now and and trading away all that draft capital right before you know on his contract year I doubt he does it I really do um because if you know if say something happens to Deshaun in the middle of the year is ACL or something again god forbid um you really, you really don't know what you would do with that. So honestly, I'm a little scared moving forward. I really don't know what the Chicago Bears team is going to bring. I'm excited. I love this team. I will always love this team, and I will always root for them. But I truly do believe if, you know, by preseason, if our QB1 is Nick Foles and it's looking like it's going to stay that way, you know, you might get like a Khalil Mack kind of thing um, where right before the season starts, bam, Khalil Mack. You know, like we, we signed or we traded for him. If we were to do that with Darnold, uh, Tua, Stafford, Garoppolo, um, even Deshaun Watson, you know, and I said his name last because I feel like that one is the most out of reach just because, you know, there's a lot you would have to get rid of and there's a lot of salary cap we would have to make up. Um, But, you know, if we were to do that, I might say we're in a better position, but I took a look at the, I took a look at the schedule and I'm going to make a video about it and we're going to talk about it, but I'm going to keep it real with you right now. If Matt Nagy does not change the way he plays, if he, which I doubt he will, um, 
it'll be, you know, he'll talk the talk, and I just think he'll say the right things like he always does at the in preseason, and then, bam, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen by week one. We're going to see zero running game, all passing, and if Nick Foles is QB1, I think we go, like, 3-13. and 13. Keeping it real, I don't think we win any more than five games, and, and I think two of those games will be just dumb luck. You know what I mean? Um, getting the better end of the football at the end of the day. It's just... It's going to be really hard to do this and with Nick Foles as QB1. So I think as long as we address that, you draft offensive linemen, maybe two, um, just for depth, just because we saw what happens with injury. Injuries injuries on the offensive line kill championship seasons. And, and we've seen that time and time again. You see that in Green Bay for years. You know, it's just frustrating really to see that. Um, my biggest thing right now is believe in Sean, believe in him as a person, um, believe in him as a coordinator, believe in him as a defensive coach. You know, he's worked with, he's here since 2013. He's worked, with, you know, he's a safeties coach. He's worked for some of the best. I mean, um, unfortunately, he probably had the luxury of working with Chris Conte for a short period of time. <laughs> but he also worked with Eddie Jackson, Adrian Amos, and so many others. I mean, we can do this all day. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. Um, he, he's worked with some pretty talented guys. So I think... You know, you really just have to give him the benefit of the doubt. We're going we're gonna to run with this. It is the situation that we're in. And, you know, you would love to say, what if we got Robert Saleh? What if we got Eric Bieniemy? What if we did this? What if we did that? What if we got Patrick Mahomes? Or, you know, what if we even drafted Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers back in the day? But we didn't. So we can't live in the past. We can't continue to do this to ourselves. Because I think a biggest, the biggest flaw of Chicago Bears fans truly is just living in the past. And, and not saying about the 85 Bears. It's just thinking about the what-ifs. What if we got someone else instead of Kevin White? What if Leonard Floyd panned out? And what if this? What if that? It, it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't. Um, you can do that literally all day. And if that's what you're into, that's fine. But that's not me. I like to move forward. It's You're the players we have in-house right now. You're going to look around and you're going to say, we're going to do this. We're going to get a championship. We're going to go as far as we can, hand in hand, and we're just going to get it done. Instead of just going, man, look at Mitch. Like, that could have been Watson. That could have been Mahomes. That could have been Brady or, or, or Rodgers or this or that. You know, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's not fair to the players. It's not fair to the fans. And it's not fair to you. Like, we just need to stop this, this ideology that every little mistake, everybody is a Facebook GM. Everybody thinks, oh, well, you know, I would have done this. I would have done that. No, like here's, here's, um, here's a perfect example. And I say it time and time again, me as a GM in 2017, me being, what was I like 16, 17 years old? Um, you know, I had no idea who Patrick Mahomes even really was. I, I knew of Mitchell Trubisky. I knew of Deshaun Watson, but I was stuck on Jimmy Garoppolo. I would have drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, or um, not drafted. I would have traded for Jimmy Garoppolo from New, uh, the New England. And then I probably would have drafted somebody like Christian McCaffrey just because I thought he was cool. Like, like and, and, you know, that might have worked. That might have worked. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are like that that would have taken Jamal Adams or something like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who expected us to take Jamal Adams um, or – they, they expected us to take somebody else, too. He was on the 49ers. Oh, my God. Um, Solomon, Solomon Thomas? Thomas? Solomon Thomas? I believe it is. I'm sorry if I butchered that. But they wanted us to take him, too. And, and there's just so many people that were available 
that nobody thought of taking Patrick Mahomes. And, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm ranting and I'm getting a little off topic, but my point to you all is right now, this is our guy. This is our new defensive coordinator. It may not be the best decision in the long run. It may not be the worst decision. It may be average. But anything is better than what we had last year. Anything is better than Chuck Pagano refusing to blitz. If this guy blitzes at least three or four times a game, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine with it. I'm contempt. It's better than what Chuck was doing. Um, so that's all I really have to say on that. Congratulations, Sean. I, I, I pray for you. I, I wish you nothing but the best in fully healthy rosters. Um, go Bears, honestly. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Thank you all for listening. It means the world. Um, we're going to be having wide receiver and former Chicago Bear Daniel Braverman on the podcast, uh, hopefully tomorrow. Um, if not, probably sometime next week. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be an amazing conversation. He's currently up there in Toronto right now, balling out. Um, not currently, but he will be balling out this season. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to be talking to my boy Kevin Lopka tomorrow as well. We're going to be talking some 2021 Chicago Cubs expectations in the future of the Chicago Cubs. I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for all the love and support. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace out.